Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're tuning in to this podcast. St Bride's is one of the most famous and historic churches in London. Behind me, just over that wall, you can still see the remains of a Roman pavement dating back to around 180 AD. And there's been a church on this site since the 6th century. So it's a privilege for us to be keeping alive that tradition and the message of Christ's love for all here today. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always a great pleasure to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details in the accompanying text. And now may the light and peace of Christ be with us all as our worship begins. May I welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong on this the 14th Sunday after Trinity. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ, our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, Let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. 
Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, and grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. Praise ye the Lord.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of Exodus, chapter 14, beginning at the fifth verse. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from serving us? And he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. And he took six hundred chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea, beside Pahitharoth, before Balsaphon. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord, and they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us, to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel, that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I, behold, will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get me honor upon Pharaoh, and upon all his host, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, when I have gotten me honor upon Pharaoh, upon his chariots, and upon his horsemen. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face, and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud and darkness to them, but it gave light by night to see these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea dry land, and the waters were divided. And the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went in after them to the midst of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians and took off their chariot wheels, that they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the sea, that the waters may come again upon the Egyptians, 
upon their chariots and upon their horsemen. And Moses stretched forth his hand over the sea, and the sea returned to his strength when the morning appeared, and the Egyptians fled against it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen, and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord, and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel, according to Matthew, chapter 6, beginning at the first verse. Take heed that ye do not your arms before men, to be seen of them. Otherwise ye have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Therefore, when thou doest thine arms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest arms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine arms may be in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret himself, shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of, before ye ask him. After this manner therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth, as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray.
Almighty God, whose only Son hath opened for us a new and living way into thy presence, grant that with pure hearts and constant wills we may worship thee in spirit and in truth, through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with thee in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. During my time at Theological College, when I was training for the ordained ministry, one of the persistent complaints amongst some of my fellow students was that there was nowhere where they could go to pray. When members of staff pointed out that there was a perfectly adequate chapel in the college, as well as a beautiful parish church just round the corner, which was open all day and completely at their disposal, the students remained unpersuaded. They argued that the chapel and the church were all very well for formal acts of worship, which were a compulsory part of our daily routine, but they were far too formal if one simply wanted to be quiet and alone for one's personal devotions. When the staff then pointed out that every student had a private room of his or her own in college, where they could be as informal as they liked in their spiritual devotions, the students were similarly unconvinced. We cannot be expected to pray in the same room in which we have to work, one of them said. What we need is a special place, a quiet room that's set apart, with cushions on the floor and icons to meditate upon, a place where we can be silent and find peace. This debate rumbled on for some time, until eventually the staff gave in and managed to find a small room in one of the basements, which was duly redecorated and fitted out with cushions and icons, exactly as the students had requested. And during the first few days when it was made available, that new quiet room did indeed attract a number of student visitors. But after the first week or so, as soon as the novelty had worn off, nobody ever went there again. After all, it was a bit out of the way down there in the basement. So before very long, the new prayer room was abandoned and left unused, and the students found themselves found for themselves something else to complain about. Why can't we have more courses on spirituality, they asked. We can't be expected to maintain a lifetime's discipline of prayer and devotion if you don't give us courses on spirituality. The moral of this story is this. There are times for all of us when we find it difficult to pray. And when that happens, the temptation is always to blame the difficulty on external factors. Perhaps, like those students, we feel that we haven't got the right place to pray. Or perhaps we feel that we haven't yet found the right book to use. I can think of a clergyman of my acquaintance whose bookshelves are positively creaking under the weight of all the prayer books and spiritual resources that he's collected over the years, yet he still feels that he hasn't yet managed to find the right one for him. If only he could find that elusive book, then praying would, of course, suddenly become very easy. I suspect that he is just as mistaken as the students were 
about the real source of the problem. If ever we find it difficult to pray, the likelihood is that the problem is within ourselves. And if that is the case, then no amount of quiet rooms or resource books will provide a solution. What did Jesus do when he prayed? After all, he didn't have access to specially designed quiet rooms or fancy prayer books. He simply found a place where he could be alone and he spent time with God. Yes, it really was that straightforward. In our reading from St. Matthew's Gospel, we see Jesus instructing his disciples how to pray. What he gives them is the prayer familiar to all of us as the Lord's Prayer. And if you think about it, that one prayer tells us just about everything that we need to know about praying. We begin by acknowledging the might and the majesty and the holiness of God. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And note that we address this God as Father. We pray that God's will might be fulfilled in all things. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We pray that God will give us the things that we need and remember that this is about needs, not wants. Give us this day our daily bread. And we are, asked, uh, and we are to ask God's forgiveness for our failures and our wrongdoing before reminding ourselves that we, in turn, have a duty to forgive those who have failed us and wronged us. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And finally, we ask God to keep us on the path of righteousness so that we do not fall into evil ways. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Because all things, everything that we do and all our hopes and aspirations take place within an arena that is God's arena and will remain so throughout eternity. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. This prayer, in its very essence, tells us all that we need to know. This is a prayer that is emphatically not about asking God for things that we happen to desire or think ought to happen. Rather, it is a prayer in which we align our wills with the purposes of God, which is why prayer, properly understood, is about listening as well as asking. Prayer is actually rather disconcertingly straightforward. It doesn't require special rooms or special books. Just do what Jesus did. Find a quiet place, spend time with God, and begin to, begin to learn 
how to listen. Because, perhaps not there and then, but in his own time and in his own way, God will want to speak to you too. Amen. Let us pray. 
Open our ears, O Lord, to hear your call. Release our tongues to proclaim your praises. Give to your church clear speech in announcing your gospel. We ask for your blessing on Justin and Stephen, our archbishops, Sarah, our bishop, and Alison, our rector. We pray for all who serve this community of St Bride. And on this anniversary of the canonization of Mother Teresa, we pray for the Roman Catholic Church in this land and around the world. And we pray for Christian unity. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Open the ears of the nations, O Lord, to the cry for justice. Release all oppressed and enslaved. Give courage to all who announce your kingdom. We pray for our Queen and our government and for the leaders of the nations. We remember especially those lands where there is conflict and violence. We ask that you would bring them peace. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Open our ears, O Lord, to the necessity for equality. Release all demeaned by prejudice and discrimination. Give perseverance to all who strive to remove bias and intolerance. On this International Day of Charity, we pray for non-governmental organisations around the world. We pray for their work with those who suffer. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Open your ears, O Lord, to cries of suffering and distress. Release all held in chains by debilitating diseases and pain. Give hope to all who trust in you. We remember before you all those in our parish community, in this city and around the world who are in need at this time. We remember in the silence of our hearts any others known to us. And we pray for all who suffer in body, in mind or in spirit. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. Open your ears, O Lord, to songs of lament and grief. Release from the clutches of death all who have died. We pray for all the recently departed and for those whose years mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon them. Give grace to all who mourn to let go into the new life you bring. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the, the sake, sake of, of thy Son, our, our Saviour, Saviour Jesus, Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen.
peace of God which passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you all. Amen.